0: So this morning I was asked a question by one of my friends in our mastermind Mind group. Um, and the question was, how do you address the fact or how do you politely tell a close friend that she's too negative to even talk to? Um, and we've all been there, right? Like, you had a conversation with somebody and like, as you're talking to them, you start to become conscious of the fact that like, you're literally like, your energy is being depleted. First of all, you know, I commend my friend for even being able to pause and realize like, wait a minute, like, I don't want to be engaged in this kind of conversation. It is negative, but just the ability to be able to, to stop and recognize that something that you're engaged in is draining you, that's consciousness. That's an exercise of consciousness. That's an exercise of awareness of your mental faculties and how something externally is affecting you internally. So I thought that that was amazing. Um, I sent her uh, a link to the episode um, that I've put out. I put it out, I think back in April, I believe, where it's called Criticism, um, colon, the cancer of relationships. So the episode is called "Criticism, Cancer, Relationships." Um, that episode kind of starts off first predicting what's going to happen now, um, or what's happening right now in um, in May and going into June, and then um, at the minute eleven marker, that's when I start kind of you know delving into criticism and how it affects you know relationships. I went back and re-listened to that episode, and I thought it's—it's it's, you know it would be time to kind of do an update, where I kind of delved deeper into that whole thing, and and kind of just up, update you guys on um, what my experiences have been in practicing what I'm more or less preaching, and I, I have to say that it has been remarkably a life-changing experience, a life-changing practice. Um, On that episode, if you remember, I I mentioned, first of all, having to go to therapy, uh, was a marriage counselor, relationship counselor. And I think I said something to the effect of, you know, as being a person that constantly works on myself, and constantly works on being conscious, within I would say maybe 10 minutes of sitting with a therapist at the time, um, suddenly became aware that I was no longer happy. So I went in there, I went into the counseling session with my husband and we were fine. It was just more, you know, let's just have somebody kind of talk us through things and help us better communicate. And this is what I thought counseling was supposed to be about. And by the time I got out, I felt, Unhappy. I felt frustrated. I felt angry and I felt drained. Not at my husband because I was conscious enough to realize that when I went into the situation, when I went to the counseling session, I didn't have any of those negative emotions towards him. Something happened in the therapy session that then brought out those feelings of negativity. And it wasn't necessarily the things that he said because that... I can almost excuse because if you're prompted more or less to con- condemn or criticize your partner by somebody who's supposed to be a, you know, a medical professional, um, you're going to do it more or less because you think that it will somehow help your relationship. And so if you want your relationship to survive, right, which is why you're going into therapy in the first place because you feel like you need the external help, and you're going to do as you're, you're prompted. Um, but as I said, I, I started the conversation with the therapist. And she said, you know, what problems do you think you guys have? And I was cognizant enough to say, I I criticize my partner way too much. I think we have a communication problem. I don't have an excuse. I'm a Virgo. He's a Virgo. And I just think it's a bad habit. Now, you say that hoping that you know, the therapist just goes ding ding, you know, you hit the nail on the head. Work on that and um and you'll be all right. And now let's focus on ways for you to do that. But instead it sort of devolved in my opinion into oh okay and what else do you think that you know you're doing wrong and that's fine. I, I don't mind pointing out my mistakes. But then the tables turned and then it became, and what do you think your partner is doing wrong? And then I kind of refused to really join in into that you know, mindset. But then when the tables turned and it was my husband's turn, then it just became this like, okay, well, I don't like it when she does this and I don't like it when she does that. And like every time, she did th- every time he did that, I recognized how it was making me feel. Now, thankfully, before we went to the therapy session, I had already been mindful of the fact that consciousness is an exercise and, you know, you have to be aware of how things make you feel emotionally. And so consciousness, simply put, is just awareness. And my ultimate goal in life is to take very, 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 very complicated um, concepts and whittle, whittle them down to like an easy to understand, easy to digest sentence so I'll take I'll read like a 16 hour book and then ask myself, okay, what about this book could have been said in one sentence? And that to me is like my drive. It just to makes things just more practical and, and easier to follow. I believe personally that everything in this life is easy if you're willing to go through the if you're willing to start. You know, engaging in it. Whether it's me saying, okay, I want to learn about quantum physics. Well, most people, when you say the word quantum physics, become immediately intimidated. But I tell myself everything is easy. And so then I'm not intimidated by it. And so when I go and I read stuff about theoretical physics, um, because I'm going into the mindset that everything in this world is easy, it becomes easy. So I make it easy. Um, And so for me, how do you condense you know 3 years of therapy into one sentence after just one session. And what I mean by that is I'm not saying that we were going to therapy for 3 years. We had just gone to therapy for one day. But ultimately because her profession is based off of her ability to keep clients coming back, that's how she makes her money. That had that one therapy session was the introduction And it was her job, it behooved her to take our quote unquote problems and stretch it into, you know, at the very least, a one year, you know, program of her trying to quote unquote fix our relationship. And so projecting myself into the future and saying, if I consisted in this action, what would I have learned in one year? And I'm a firm believer that. For every question you have, you also have contained within you the solution. And when you meet a person, you can basically know everything you need to know about that person within the first 15 minutes of a conversation with them. Actually, honestly, within the first five minutes of a conversation. How a person is in the beginning is how they will be more or less in the end, If particularly if these are unconscious people. And I don't mean that in a demeaning way. I just mean that most people are unconscious because most people aren't consciously working on exercising free will and awareness of being aware. And so what I had said to her at the beginning of the session was the truth. I am constantly critical. Does that make me a bad person? Did it mean that the reason why we're having problems in a relationship was my fault. Absolutely not. We are all excessively critical. The criticism that we all engage in is a program. You can call it the criticism program, or the program of criticism. Don't believe me. You don't have to. Just go into YouTube right now, click on Any video on any topic and scroll down to the comment section. It doesn't even have to be in YouTube. I read a lot of news articles um, in regards to investing in the economics and things, and economy and things like that. And after I read an article, I'll scroll down and it could be something like the most mundane things. But if you go and you read through to see what people are saying, it's like the level of abuse. And I think I even talked about this in the Hell Is Other People. Episode, but people are just excessively criticizing each other. The the abuse, like somebody you don't know, you just call them an idiot, you call them stupid, you call them a failure. And that's how we communicate with strangers. And to me, if you are able and willing to communicate in those negative terms externally to other people, you are also training your mind to communicate with yourself in the exact same way. So if you are verbally abusive to other people, your mind and the voice in your head, your mind's voice is going to be, you're basically training your mind's voice to be excessively skilled at criticizing and abusing yourself. And what I've learned is a lot of people who criticize other people and are extremely negative, also tend to be extremely unhappy. Um, Because as I said in um, the episode, Criticism, the Cancer of Relationships, you can't criticize and be in a good mood. You can't be happy while criticizing somebody. Um, And eventually after doing that, you end up just depleting yourself of energy because you're putting your mind in a negative state. And negative means to negate, which means to deplete right so when you switch and you put yourself into a positive state then you're generating right you're generating energy you are increasing um a po- you're increasing your own energy um as opposed to negating it um, so the purpose of this episode is to delve in further into what happens when you switch your mindset I had a very nice, lovely conversation with my daughter today. She was telling me about how her father and his um, partner's uh, girlfriend, they're having issues. And I said, okay, well, what are the issues? And she said, well, they argue all the time. And I said, okay, so if you can kind of relay this information to them, um, you know, maybe they'll listen. But I said, Here's what happens in every relationship. in the beginning, you want to be in love. you're either desperate for love or you're lonely or you just want to find a partner. and so you put your your mind in a mindset of finding things to like about the person. right It's the same individual they they contain both the good and the bad, right We contain a multitude. So, when you're in the state of falling in love, what you do is you you put your mind, you set your mind to seek out only the positive traits more or less that the person possesses. You know, their kindness, their sense of humor, their you know, the way they treat you, the way they smile, their beautiful eyes, the smell of their hair. And that's what makes you fall in love with them. Very easy. These are very simple concepts. I I like taking complicated, what, what we're told is complex issues and oversimplifying them. And that's what I'm doing here. So to fall in love with a person, you basically look at everything that a person contains and focus only on the negative. But as, as relationships go on, the longer you're with that person, this programming, that criticism programming that we are all programmed with begins to seep back in. And all of a sudden you shift away from only finding out the positive things that you like about the person and focusing on that and you completely counter that and then you seek out just the negative thing the person contains now all those negatives the way they snore the way they breathe the you know the fact that they pick their nose like (laughs) the fact that they fart you know this the the weird way that they laugh all of those or you think it's weird all of those things that person had contained together in one package when you first met them you just chose to ignore them and instead to focus on their positive traits, okay? And that's what made you fall in love. So obviously, if you want to fall in love with a person, focus on their positive traits. Simple. If you want to fall out of love with their person, with that person, that same exact human being, focus just on their negative traits. If you spend a long time focus on everything good about the person, you program your brain to love that person, to fall in love with that person. If you spend an equal amount of time training your brain to focus on everything that you don't like about that person, eventually you're going to not like that person. I'll say, I'm going to say three times. It's a very simple concept, but think about it. We've got a 55% divorce rate. Clearly, a lot of people don't understand this. Clearly, therapists don't understand this either, or they do, and they just want the whole process to be convoluted um, and, I guess, cost-efficient for them. I'll say it again. You want to fall in love with a person? Focus on all the positive things about them. You want to fall out of love with the person? Focus on all the negative things about them. You want to fall in love with a person? Talk about all the good things that they do. You want to fall out of love with the person? Talk about all the all the negative things, all the bad things that they do. That's it. Very simple, not very complicated. Some people have been married and divorced three, four times and still don't get this. If you want somebody to fall in love with you, it's super easy. You don't need any magic charms. You don't need any magic potions. (laughs) You know, you don't need to read you know, dating books and you don't have to neg them and all these other things like that. Just be a pleasant person to be around in the sense of don't be draining and compliment them. Verbally point out all of the positive things in them that you see. And show appreciation, show gratitude. And I'm going to delve into that moving on next. If you want somebody to hate you, not only do you point out all the not negative things that they do constantly, which will also make you dislike them as well, um, but do it repeatedly, do it often, and do it out loud. All right? That's a good way to get somebody to, to hate you. And so, what is an argument? For the most part, in people, when the relationships, particularly when relationships are have taken a downturn. An argument is basically a person just yelling at the other person reasons all the things that are wrong with that person. That's all an argument is. It's you putting yourself into a mental state and saying, I don't like when you do this. I don't like when you do that. I don't like when you do this. I don't like when you do do that. But instead of just saying it to them and maybe saying it in a jest, you've kind of devolved to a situation now where you're yelling at, you're yelling it at them. You do that enough times and you convince yourself that there's nothing positive about that person because you constantly seek, you know, sought out just the negative and you convince yourself that you don't like the person because you basically consistently pointed out every single time everything that you don't like about that person. It's not rocket science. want somebody to fall in love with you. Tell them everything good about themselves. I love your hair. I love the way your eyes sparkle when the light hits you. I'm not saying make this shit up. Like genuinely find the good things about them and verbalize it. You will fall in love with that person and they will fall in love with you. On the opposite end, to get them to quickly dislike you, constantly criticize them, constantly say, you know what? I hate the way you wear your hair. I hate the way I don't like it. I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. Then you're not going to like them, and they're not going to like you. If you say, I love this. I like this. I love this. I like this. Then they're going to like you, and you're going to like them. So the next time you're having a conversation with your significant other, if you're having problems with them, right, Stop yourself. Next time you hear you say, I don't like this. I don't like this. I hate it when. I don't like when. Because what you're realizing is you're catching yourself in the midst of programming yourself to also not like them. Because if they're a source of all the things that you don't like, then you're not going to like them. And this applies to anything. If it's a car that you have right? And you don't like the car. You don't want the car. Eventually, you're going to start saying a lot of negative things about what you don't like about the car. And then you're going to say, I hate this car. Well, yeah, you programmed yourself into hating it. You can do the opposite. You can program yourself into loving it. You can program yourself into loving anything and you can program other people into loving you. And you can also unconsciously without realizing it, program other people into disliking you. So that's the first step. Here's the second thing. If you want people to love you, show appreciation and gratitude for the things that they do. Right? So if you want people to not love you, to dislike you, right, don't show appreciation for the things that they do. Right? Ignore all the things that they do, all the good things that they do, and instead focus on the things that they're not doing, right? So now, what do I mean by show appreciation? Well, appreciation to me is acknowledgement of what people do, acknowledgement of a person's impact. On in your life right an acknowledgement of what a person is trying to do and what I mean by that is this have you ever like come up with something right like done something like that other people benefited from and then watched people give the credit to somebody else or just fail to give you credit that Like, how does that make you feel? That doesn't make you feel good, right? That's not a good feeling, right? To like bust your ass or be inspired by something or whatever. And then like somebody comes in and they go, oh yeah, um, I thought about this and it's great. And you know, you didn't think about it. (laughs) Like, you know, they didn't think about it. You know that you were the inspiration behind that. And yet this person just full on, just took credit for your shit, right? How does that make you feel, right? Now, how would you have felt if instead of the person taking credit for something that you you know inspired them to do you actually pause and just literally or they actually paused rather and took like one one second to say to acknowledge your contribution to whatever conclusions they came to you know what if it wasn't for you I wouldn't have been able to do this so thank you how does that make you feel of course it makes you feel good now Clearly, this is not really, I mean, I'll call it a hack just for, you know, shits and giggles. It's not really a hack. If something, if somebody does, if something that a person could do to you makes you feel good, then guess what? Other people enjoy it too. It's, it's not rocket science. It's very simple, right? If people acknowledging when you do something positive or something helpful or something beneficial, if, if people acknowledging and showing appreciation to you for what you've done, and what you do or contributed to makes you feel good. Guess what? It makes other people feel good too. And if you go out of your way to constantly make people feel good, um, they're going to love you. Like they're going to love spending time with you. They're gonna, you don't have to do anything to them. You just have to make them feel good when they're around you. And it's very, when they're around you, when they talk to you. And it's, you don't, it's not anything you have to do actively, right? You don't have to do things for them. You don't have to buy things for them. It's just, you just have to really alter the way you communicate. So for example, somebody sends you a text message, yeah, and they tell a joke. You don't find the joke particularly funny. Under normal circumstances, you pause and you go, oh, that's not really funny. Well, first of all, that's negative. Secondly, that's critical. Thirdly, it wasn't, you focus on the problem instead of showing appreciation for what the person was trying to do. All right. So in any interaction that you have with human beings, with any person, any human being, you always have a choice between a positive and a negative reaction. Think about it like uh, one of those, um, like a video game where while you're playing, right, the game pauses and like something happens and the game pauses and now you have a choice to choose which way you're gonna do, which way you're gonna go. Are you gonna make choice A, which is do this one thing, right, choice B, which is to do this other thing, right? So every interaction you have with a human being, pretend that there's an imaginary pop-up, right? And that pop-up asks you, are you gonna respond positively, right, with uh, a compliment and um, talk about something that you like about the person and what they've done? Or are you going to respond negatively, which is criticize, condemn, complain, and show a lack of uh, acknowledgement? We are programmed in this reality to not even like acknowledge the fact that there's another option there. And for the most part, most people will just choose option B. They're programmed to just automatically default to the negative setting the negative response right and so i'm telling you that you clearly have a choice and it's like i said in the and yesterday yesterday's episode there's another door there's always another door we live in a dual reality right for everything there's up there's down for everything there's black there's white for every light there's shadow if you can respond negatively the choice also exists for you to respond positively the negative response is a default setting and a lot of people are operating in the default unconscious setting. In order to be conscious, you just flip it to the opposite end and do the exact opposite of what you would normally do, what your program response would be. So same friend sends a text, sends a joke. How do you respond? Negative, that's not funny, or that's a dumb joke, right? What you're basically saying is, you're not funny. I don't like you. And that person is hearing... Uh, this person doesn't find me funny. This person doesn't understand my jokes. This person doesn't appreciate me. I don't like them. Do that enough times, you're not going to have a friend. <laughs> or you're going to have a fake friendship where that person, you know, just kind of deals with you but low-key hates you. Um, and you programmed that response in them. So you, you programmed them to dislike you. Um, so flip that. The person sends a text. Now you have a choice. Just pause for a second. Am I going to respond positively or negatively? You have to get in a habit of this. It's not going to be easy to do right away, but with enough practice, you can change your responses from negative, which is a default setting, to a positive, which is a conscious setting. This is how to be conscious. Um, so you get the text. It, it's a joke. You don't particularly find the joke funny, but what's wrong with just saying, haha, that's funny? Or, acknowledging the fact that they're trying to cheer you up. If you're the kind of person who exercises what's called radical honesty, which is what I do, um, I practice radical honesty. Just be honest at all times. If you send me a joke and I don't find it particularly funny, um, I won't lie and say I don't find that to be funny. I would just say something like, or I'll smile, right? And then I'll say, that made me smile. Thank you. Or, hey, thank you for sharing that joke with me. Like I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to send this. Because one, you are complimenting them. You are showing appreciation and you're showing the person that they had a positive impact in your life. People just want to feel like they had a positive impact in your life or any sort of impact in your life. They just want to feel like, they matter. They want to feel relevant. We're living in a world where people are told that you, you are an inconsequential entity, that, you know, you're born out of nothing. Everything that happens here is an accident, which is bullshit. It's not. Um, nothing in nature ever happens fucking randomly, but you want the Big Bang, you know, to be real and to tell people that everything just happened randomly. Like, that's bullshit. Anyway, oh, that's another podcast episode. I'll, I'll do another one on that. But I want to stay on topic. People just want to feel consequential. So literally just the one second it takes you to choose the diff- a different setting from the default, with the default being negative. You choose instead of abusing somebody or being negative, you choose a positive setting strengthens that relationship and makes that person like you. You do that enough times, consistently, all the time, that person's going to fucking love you. You do the negative enough times, a persistent amount of times, that person's going to fucking hate you. That's it. Not rocket science. From this point on, all I can do now is just reiterate with examples um, I don't know if it's necessary because I think you get the gist, but it's really that straightforward. Um, it's not hard. Relationships are not hard. Nothing in this world is hard. Nothing. So the answer to answer my friend's question, um, how do you communicate with a person to let them know that they're being negative? Um, send them this podcast. <laughs> yeah, send them this podcast and let them listen to them. Just let them know, like, listen... Every time you say something negative about the person, all right, or whatever it is that this negative person is doing, they're probably speaking negatively about somebody else. So if you just bring it to their attention, then listen, whatever it is that you're complaining about, whomever it is that you're complaining about, complaining about them isn't going to help them. And it's not going to help you. And it's draining to you. And it depletes your energy. And it doesn't make you feel good. If you want to feel good, if you want to be happy, if you want your life to change, you want to start no- noticing, living a different life, if you want to start living consciously, instead of constantly pointing out everything negative that you don't like, right, which will eventually lead to you just hating life, right? If you constantly point out everything negative about like, life that you don't like, um, you will eventually end up hating life. Or you have the option of just finding the positive, you get yourself in the habit of finding the positive, you will eventually love life. I have gotten into that habit of of doing so and I gotta tell you I am so much more happier than I've ever been in my own entire life. Like I'm I'm the kind of person where like I was just like an inborn like like just just I, I was just a hater. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. Like, you know, like you, you show me a picture of something and I would just go immediately and find out like, oh, I don't like this and I don't like that. And, you know, and yes, it maybe lends itself to some level of perfectionism, perfectionism, but nobody wants to fucking hear that shit. Like nobody wants to hear negative, negativity all the time, including yourself. Like, I, don't, I didn't like hearing myself constantly find things that were wrong. Nobody likes that. And you are a body. And so if other people don't like listening to negative stuff, guarantee you don't like listening to negative stuff. But that's what I would do. Like my default setting was to just find something wrong with everything. And I have learned and programmed, reprogramming myself to be, to be more conscious and to understand that I have, I, have, I have another option. There's always another door. I have two options if I can look at a picture of someone and I can find something negative, I can find something positive. Like, for example, I, I, I was scrolling through um, Pinterest for reference pictures. And I saw someone with like, their, it was like a celebrity and their veneers were like super long. And my first kind of reaction my instinctive unconscious reaction which is natural for this body was to go and those are some long ass veneers and instead i first of all recognized where my mind was going and then i took a step back and i said first of all even if they, the veneers are long they do look great i mean she has a fabulous smile secondly like she she's she's put herself together um You know, this is an individual who really cares about how they present themselves. And I think that that's something to be said. And then I said, you know, I love the way she wears her hair. Um, I love her smile. Long veneers or or not, that's a brilliant smile. You know, she probably worked really hard to be able to afford, you know, those, you know, that smile. And good for her. And all of a sudden, like, just by doing that. It wasn't even about her, I wasn't talking to her, she didn't know what I was thinking. But all of a sudden, like just by getting into the act and the practice of just pointing out positive things, like I started to feel like love towards that person that I didn't even fucking know. <laughs> and and putting myself in a state of love made me feel happy. It's like making yourself putting like falling in love with everything and everyone. Like, think about when you fell in love with a person, like whoever you're with now, when you first started falling in love with them, how that made you feel about everything, about life in general. Like the sky just seemed bluer, you know, flowers just seemed brighter. Everything just seemed like it was going your way. You know, now imagine putting yourself in that state constantly. It's almost like making yourself high, but without drugs. All you have to do is just go around complimenting shit. And you feel high, right? You just start smiling. You start laughing. You just start going, oh, that's, that's great. That's wonderful. Look at that. That's great. That's wonderful. And I, that's how I shifted away from a negative depleting state to a positive generating state. And then I scrolled past. I felt good. I felt in control. I felt in charge. And I felt conscious. Try it. Another thing that I do is I have gone through all my text um, replacements and um, I have reprogrammed my phone so that when I say, like when I type in like, okay, it automatically changes the okay or even the K to like a beaming smiley face, like a, a, a Japanese emoji smiley face. And even when somebody says something annoying, or I should say so that when somebody says something that I would normally find annoying, they text me that. Normally, if you text me something that's annoying, I will respond with a K. And then that K, I'll just send it. And then it kind of feeds the negativity, right? But I reprogram my phone so that when I type K, it shows this like bubbly, smiling, you know, smiley face. And so no matter what the person said, that text message automatically converts the negative emotion into something positive. So it's like I've hacked my brain. And then I'll send the smiley instead. Loop that last 30 seconds again and listen to it like three or four times so it sinks, so it sinks in. And then you could try it yourself. You know. Another thing too, I'm also like I'm literally like Taking over my, my mind and my responses, if somebody like somebody says something to me and normally like I, I find what they're saying to be annoying, I will force myself to smile anyway, and then I will force myself to compliment to find something positive about what they said, and then I find that it almost like d- dissipates that negative energy and it neutralizes it. So, for example, uh, I told my daughter, clean, clean your room. And um, I went to her room and um, I looked around and there were some things that she had done really well and there were some things that she hadn't done really well. And so, normally, I would just automatically go to, you didn't do this, you didn't do this, you didn't do that, which is me basically criticizing her, which is programming her to not, you know, to be defensive and not to feel good and to more or less not like me because I'm telling her everything that she's doing wrong after she clearly just put in an effort to do what I asked her to do, right? And instead I paused and I started with gratitude, appreciation. Thank you for listening. Thank you for cleaning your room. I appreciate it. You did a great job here, here, and here. And I would appreciate it if you could just finish up and do this. Now, how does that come off? As opposed to walking into a situation where somebody just clearly busted their ass to do something. And instead of acknowledging the fact that they clearly just busted their ass to do something that you asked for, regardless of whether or not you're the parent. They still, you asked them to do something and they still chose to do it. Acknowledge that. Right. As opposed to walking in and saying, did I tell you to clean your room? And then hearing the child go, I did clean my room. And then you go, well, if you clean the room, then why is that there? and Why is that there? And You didn't do this and you didn't do that. Like you do that enough times, you're going to have a very angry teenager, a very angry person living with you because you're telling them everything that you don't like about them, which basically makes them feel like you don't like them. And then they want to then turn around and find some shit that they don't like about you because that's what the human brain does to defend itself. And then you end up having angry kids and a angry home. Like I said, take that same mindset and apply it. Get into the exercise. Apply it to your partner. Your partner comes home, they did something that you think is wrong. Before you go and you point out And start telling them, I don't like that you did this. Why did you do this? Attacking that, right? Because that's what your brain's going to do. It wants to do that. It lives for that. Let's be negative, of course. The way you become conscious is you stop and you pause yourself. The way you exercise consciousness, you stop and you pause yourself from exerting that negative response. And then instead you say, thank you for doing this. I appreciate that. I see you trying to help acknowledge that because just like you like when people acknowledge the good things that you do, so do they. You know, they say the golden rule is do unto others as you want others to do unto you. But to me, that's even, you're taking something that's even more simple and complicating it even further. So I want to like expand on that and say, whatever makes you feel good makes other people feel good too. If you want people to like you, make them feel good. Because you feel good when people like you. Right? Or you like people that make you feel good, I should say that. Let me, let me say that again. <laughs> if you want people to like them, to like you rather, make them feel good. Because you like people who make you feel good. If you want people to dislike you, make them feel bad because you dislike people that make you feel bad. If you want people to like you, make them feel good because you like people that make you feel good. If you want people to dislike you, make them feel bad because you like people you dislike people who make you feel bad. You rewind that and replay it um until it sinks in. Um you you learn by repetition. So that's why I repeat things. You didn't just hear the alphabet song, you know, the first time and memorize all the alphabet. You didn't learn to walk at your first try. You kept repeating the same action over and over again until you mastered it. And so right now we're trying to master you know the art of of positivity of being loved, right? You're not going to listen to this one time and then absolutely get it. No, you're going to have to let what I'm saying sink in and you're gonna have to listen to it a few times so that one, you understand that you're you're not alone in this, that it's a practice that other people are working on as in other listeners of this podcast too. You guys are all in this together, um, myself as well, right? And two, like imagine how much your life changes if everybody out there is like, you know, being critical. That's their default setting, Right? Now, how are you going to set yourself aside from your coworkers, workers Right? Right? If, you, if you're in a workplace setting and everybody else is being negative and you're being negative too, well, how does that set you aside from everybody else? You want to raise, you want your boss to like you, do what I just said. You could say it's sucking up. It's not really. It's not sucking up. I mean, I've detailed it in a way that it's definitely not just as easily because it, it it does come from a genuine place. It does require that you pause and genuinely try to see you know, find things to show appreciation for that person of that person. Right? So when I go to my daughter's room, you know, I'm not sucking up to her by saying, you know what, I appreciate you cleaning your room. I'm acknowledging to myself and to her as well but mostly to myself that, hey she didn't have to do this. B, she didn't have to try. You know, she could have just thrown some shit under the bed. I mean, honestly, like, you know, but she chose out of respect for her mom and the relationship that she has with her mom to listen and to try to clean her room and to try to make me happy. And so I've got to respect that. I've got to show appreciation for that. And I got to say thank you. You know, and then I got to say, I like it when. I like this because then that also reinforces in my mind the fact that I like her as an individual, right? Which, and reinforces my love for my daughter. I'm just, I'm taking very complex, what we're told are very complex, you know, things, which are not, and I'm I'm oversimplifying it because it really is that simple. It's really that straightforward. It really is that, it really is that simple. Try it yourself. You know, when you're, you're on the phone with a friend and they're being excessively negative and you start feeling yourself being depleted, ask yourself, what is, what is she talking about? What is this friend talking about right now that's making me feel some type of way? Guarantee you they're criticizing somebody. They're, they're talking about something that you're doing that you don't like. They're failing to show appreciation for things that you've done and that you're doing. Like, sitting there and listening to them bitch and moan every single time. Even being able to answer the phone. You know? And if it's somebody that's annoying you, you know, you you can reprogram yourself to not be annoyed by that person if you can stop and show appreciation for what they're doing. You know? Like, I have this uh, family member that calls a lot. And at first I would get annoyed, like, my God, like, they keep fucking calling. But then I realized, like, I'm not showing appreciation and I'm programming myself to dislike this person. To always be annoyed when this person calls, because I'm saying I don't like it when they do that. So then every time they call, I'm going to shift myself to a mindset of I don't like. What I told myself instead is, listen, they want to talk to you. You should appreciate that this person loves you so much that they want to speak to you. You should appreciate that there's something about who you are as an entity that they enjoy engaging with. You should show gratitude for the fact that you have somebody that does want to talk to you this often. And when I answered the phone... My response was hey thank you for calling i really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to call me yes granted it makes a person more likely to keep calling you but it makes it it makes their calling less likely to annoy you and eventually makes it so you actually genuinely enjoy the conversation every interaction You have with another individual is an opportunity to exercise consciousness. Every interaction that you have with another individual is an opportunity to exercise consciousness. Every interaction you have with another human being is an opportunity to exercise consciousness. One more thing when you fail to show recognition when you fail to acknowledge when a person does something good, you low key trigger their unconscious to treat you as a person that is a taker, a a leech in some sort of way. And what I mean by that is this um we have all been programmed with the mindset and the understanding that it's you know, if if you it's a law of reciprocity where if you give somebody something, they should give it back to you, right? That, that is a law. It's an ingrained program in the human brain. If you give to somebody or somebody gives to you, you have to give back in some way. That's, that's why companies will offer you a free gift right because then you feel inclined to give them your patronage so when you interact with people and you give them something even if it's not something tangible or physical if it's advice if it's you know your time if it's you know just listening you're giving them something okay if they fail to return that favor, unconsciously, you're not even aware of what's going on, so I'm bringing it to your awareness. Unconsciously, they will start to resent you. Or I should say you will start to resent them. Um, you know what I'm trying to say. Um, so if I, if I have this friend, and I had this friend, who every time she has a problem, she'll call every time she had a problem she would call and i would literally sit on the phone with her for hours listening to her problems that's me giving her my time that's me giving you 4 hours of my life to listen to your problem okay so it's ingrained in my brain in some sort of uncon- on some unconscious level that if i'm going to give you my time that's the, basis, that's the basis of our friendship. I'm giving you my time. When I need the same thing, you ought to return the favor. Now, what would happen is when I would have a problem, I would try to call and talk talk through it with her. And like she would then turn the entire conversation back to her. And this was before I was cognizant of what was happening. But after, you know, a couple of times that that happened, I just stopped taking her calls. And now I'm conscious of why, why that happened. It's because how am I going to give you my time, my mental energy to solve a problem? And then when the tables turn, you don't reciprocate. Right? If, I'm not going to keep giving you my time, my mental space, my mental energy. And then when the tables turn, you one, you don't acknowledge it. And two, you don't reciprocate. Reciprocate. The human brain does not like that. So, if somebody is giving you something, whether it's their time you know, giving you advice, you know, helping you in any way, shape, or form, in order to be loved, if you want them to love you, make sure that when the tables are turned, you give them something back in return. You'll notice that all the friendships and all the friendships that fall apart it's because somebody just basically took and they probably weren't conscious of what they were doing. So like I said, I'm bringing it to your attention because once you become conscious of it, then you can change it. But somebody took and did not reciprocate. And And they took 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 and like I said, it doesn't have to be money. You know, if every time I call you with my problem, you know, and you listen for four hours and then all of a sudden you have a problem and then I'm not trying to hear your problem, that friendship is going to end. So if you're going to call somebody and spend four hours talking to them, you got to understand that when they call you or if they mention that they have a problem, you need to be prepared to do for them what they they did for you. All you do is take. That relationship is doomed. It could be a friendship. It could be a partnership. It could be a relationship. You do for others what they've done for you. I think the final thing is acknowledgement. And I mentioned it before, but I'm going to acknowledge it. I'm going to mention it again. People love to be acknowledged. I've said it before, but I'm saying it again because it's very important. If, if somebody has done something and you benefited from it in any way you better take the time out of your life <laughs> to give them credit for that it's something stupid i i couldn't i couldn't tell you why it matters you know maybe it has something to do with you know wanting in some way to be more you know to be immortal in some way shape or form there's a book i got to read about that i think it's my wish list somewhere but i read something that said that like everything that we do is driven to be immortal in some way, shape, or form, whether it's me painting, whether it's me putting together this podcast, we just want a part of us because we've been programmed that, you know, we're insignificant, nothing, which is bullshit, but you pro- we've programmed the human mind, the society has programmed the human mind to think that, you know, you just get the one go and that's it, which is bullshit, Um. And so when you were dealing with individuals who legit believe that, they are driven to leave some sort of mark on the world, just to be remembered, just to say, you know, I was here and I was relevant. And so I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a story. So I was in a, in a group chat and in the group chat, I made a prophetic statement about what was going to happen in a couple of months. And when I made the comment, when I made the chat, when I made the comment, like everybody acted like I didn't just say what I said. Like they basically like just like went, oh, okay, that's interesting. And then they kept it moving because, you know, I'm that friend or whatever. Then about a month later, what I said came to pass. And somebody in the, in the chat said, Exactly what I just said a couple of months ago, um, but then like acted like I hadn't just said that. And I'm I'm a person who like I you guys know me like this is my like my 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 drive right I I, pra- I practice consciousness, and yet when they commented in this group chat exactly what I had just said in March, but they failed to pause and just say you know what, Joe was right. You were right, Joe. Just three words you were right. I know I shouldn't care <laughs> like, I know it shouldn't bother me, but that individual the fact that she didn't just take the second and and you know she's that you know they're just they are who they are, and it's not even, it has nothing to do with them, but the fact that they didn't even like they couldn't just take a second to just acknowledge that I had said something kind of just made me, like, annoyed a bit. And my thing is, like, and it made me less likely to share any other observations with both that group and just those people in general. Because people, conscious or not, <laughs> and I'm just not at the point in my life yet where where that doesn't, it shouldn't matter, it shouldn't matter, but as of now, it does matter. In this point in my life, it did matter. It does matter. That acknowledgement does matter. And if it matters to me, it matters to other people. So in the future, when I would come up with something, when I came up with observations, I withheld the information and shared it with other people in like another group chat that I knew would show appreciation and just to say fucking thank you. I, I don't need a parade. I just, just say, you know what, thank you. And I think that that ties it all back into everything that I've said in this episode. It's not that hard to be loved. It's really not. It's really, really not. If you follow the steps, just practice what I, you know, all the things. It's, it's just, a, it's, it's more, I don't think Are we under an hour? Yeah, under an hour. You can speed it up, listen to it at 2x speed and practice it. Just practice it. Not only does it put you in a better mood, like you just end up feeling happier. You know, you feel like everything is just lovely and you love you love people, you love the world. So you just end up putting yourself in a better mood. You know? But people also end up loving you. And if people love you, you know, they're more inclined to want you to succeed, to want good things for you, to want to spend time with you, what, well, I mean, it doesn't hurt, right? <laughs> it can't hurt, right? So, you know, if you're the kind of person who you've been in one relationship after another, relationship after another, and you can't understand why, you know, after a while the relationship doesn't, you know, work out, well, ask yourself, what are you doing? If, if people keep breaking up with you, are you... Is it because you're constantly negative? You're constantly criticizing them? You're constantly criticizing other people? Nobody likes that. Even though we all engage in the behavior of you know negativity and criticism, it's not a pleasant feeling. Nobody likes it. It's just a really bad habit that we've all been programmed to engage in. So why don't you try something else? I'm saying... Try everything that I stated and I mentioned in this episode. And see how your life begins to change. See how things start to change for you.